Are you tired of conflict, drama, fighting, and people problems? Are you ready to learn the simple skills to improve all your relationships and make them thrive? Well, it's easier than you think. Relationship Radio brings you practical advice to be your best and improve your life. We break down the complicated problems and make them simple and easy. And when you know better, you can do better. Here are Master Life Coaches Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles. Welcome to Relationship Radio, where we make healthy relationships simple and easy. Because once you know better, you can do better. I'm Nicole Cunningham. And I'm Kim Giles. We're excited to be with you today. Yeah, now I have to tell you, today's show we're talking boundaries. And you know that this is one of my favorite topics in the whole wide world. I did know that. Yeah, you, you bring did. Up, you bring up boundaries a lot. I do. And and why? Hi. Because I think it's such a pivotal skill that none of us have actually learned. We get into our adulthood and we're expected to be able to set ourselves up with healthy relationships. But we were often set up as to be pleasers as children. So we never really understood and and learned what boundaries are about. So we're going to get to the how-to to to implement and know what boundaries to set in today's show. Yeah, and what they even really are. You know, this is one of those skills that if you grow up in a family who had parents that were really mindful and aware and really good at this, they might have taught you how. But most of us did not get that. And, and where were we to learn it? They don't teach this stuff in school. They don't because a lot of us had childhoods that was, a, was around fitting in, conforming, doing what was told, what was expected. So that doesn't really create a lot of space for free thought, sitting with things, making our own decisions because we're too busy being in conformity or pleasing. Well, really, our parents taught us to be that way. You didn't have the chance when they asked you to take the garbage out to say, no, that doesn't work for me. I need to take care of myself today. That was not an option. You had to be taught to make other people happy. Yeah, and the same thing at school. I couldn't just say, actually, you know what? That assignment doesn't fit into my monthly calendar, but I'll do it next month for you. <laughs> and look, it uh, wait, wait, ridiculous. It does. But, but in adulthood, we need to set those boundaries for ourselves. We have to reflect. We have to work out what feels right to us, what feels safe to us. Uh, so this is all about learning a new framework for ourselves, And if we don't actually learn this stuff, we, we continue this autopilot. I wonder why we're in unhealthy relationships. Okay, Nicole. So let's, let's talk about some of the behaviors, the ways people show up if they've got boundary issues so that any listeners today can, can really tell, okay, yeah, this is an issue for me. So, so there's actually two different ways that you can show up or you can have other people show up if you have boundary issues. Now, the first one is, is that you can find yourself either being treated like a doormat or that you just have this naivety, you don't really speak up for yourself, you don't speak your truth, you can be taken advantage of. And so I want to call that, for, for the sake of today's show, that's the doormat behavior right? That's where people are taking advantage of you. You're, you're highly anxious all the time. And what we see most symptomatically for, on a behavior level well, with this is that you don't have the skills or the confidence to manage with confrontation or conflict. Right. So you're a people pleaser. If you're a doormat, you don't want to have a confrontation. So it's a lot easier to say yes and make everybody else happy than honor your own truth. And so perhaps you're in an extreme situation with this doormat behavior and you don't even know no is an option. And I have to tell you, that was me. That was me. I, I didn't realize that I actually no was, was a viable option. I could actually say that to people. Right. So there's a big permission piece with this that I have to give myself permission to really sit with something and make a decision yes or no according to what feels right for me. 
Okay, so if we've got listeners and they're thinking, well, that is not me. I am not a doormat. I speak my truth. They might be in our second set of of boundary issue behavior. Do you want to explain what that looks like? So that can be where you actually take advantage of other people's boundaries. Now, this doesn't mean that you're malicious or you're nasty, right? Or you're intentionally going out to take advantage of people. But this is when you're really assertive. You're really clear about what you want. So you might find yourself being bossy, maybe a little bit manipulative, um, egocentric and pushy with your own agenda. Okay, so we're going to talk a lot later in the show about selfless and selfish, but but this is kind of, these two words fit. The doormat people tend to be overly selfless and don't care about their own needs as often as they should. And this other, the, the more manipulative, bossy, the people who might take advantage of the doormats can be a little overly selfish. They're a little more focused on what they need than on what other people need. Now, obviously, the ideal is to be somewhere in the middle and to be discerning and to really be intuitive and conscious about the way that you're living. And so what we've done, Kim, is we've actually put a resource in our website, 12shapes.com, with a worksheet specifically showing you what these two behaviors look like and where we would like or we, where we recommend the healthy balance is. So let me tell you, we would love everybody, if you're at your computer, to go to 12shapes.com, scroll down to the bottom, and you'll see a button about worksheets. Click on that and... Yeah, I got to mute my computer real quick. Um, click on worksheets and you'll see the very first one is a balance and boundaries. And this is exactly what you're really talking about. In a healthy relationship, you've got a good balance between the selfish and the selfless. So that means at least half the time you're having boundaries to protect yourself and putting your own needs as a priority. And then the other half of the time you're putting your needs aside and giving and showing up for others. That balance that really is where we we have to be if we want to have a healthy relationship. It's tricky. It's a tricky balance because we have lots of roles and responsibilities in our life, Kim. So we probably have some parents listening to us today who are saying, well, I can't be in a place where I say no to my children because I have responsibilities. You know, I have two children under four who cannot get their own food and cannot put themselves to sleep and cannot, you know, get themselves around. So yes, in different roles and responsibilities in your life, you're going to have different levels of of experience between this balanced place where you're giving and you're serving and showing up for other people's needs and you're actually at the same time managing yourself. Because, you know, we talked today that the episode we called it was actually that that strong boundaries create healthy relationships. You know, we, we build the integrity of our relationships by building the boundaries we have. So this brings up a personal responsibility piece, which is if you're not topping up your bucket, if you're actually not having that little bit of selfishness, which is just about serving yourself, you're going to be far more resentful to actually go in and be that sacrificing where you're giving to others. So Nicole, one of the first things I recognize in a client, and I know there's boundary issues in play, is when they tell me they're overwhelmed, overburdened, they have all this this responsibility, they have to take care of everybody, they're getting burned out, and no one appreciates what they do. And, and what I know immediately is happening is they're overgiving. And the minute you overgive your, your family, your friends, people start expecting that that's the status quo. That's that the gonna, norm. That's yeah. the norm. And then they don't appreciate it. You actually have to say no more often and, and show them that you are important for them to start to honor that you're important. 
and actually appreciate the fact when you do sacrifice. And I think as a mother, almost all of us fall into this where we overgive to our kids and they're used to that you're going to sacrifice for them all the time. So they expect it. So this brings up a a really important behavior, which is you teach people how to treat you by the boundaries that you have or you don't have. So if you, it's just a given that you're going to be so self-sacrificing, you're going to continue to do that, but you have this big chip on your shoulder because you're a martyr about it. Well, you know what? You're the only one who can take responsibility, implement a healthier boundary, and then actually fix it for everybody. So if you are finding yourself feeling mistreated and gosh, I'm taken advantage of and no one appreciates me and you're grumbly around the house, then you know what? It actually started with you, not put setting a realistic boundary that you could maintain. And this is a really big cause of anxiety, Kim. We treat so many, or we, we don't treat, we work with people who have so much anxiety and they just talk about how overwhelmed they are and how they become bitter. And we say, well, you, you can choose to be bitter or you can choose to be better, right? And so this is a really critical thing that if you are giving too much, and you are not setting realistic expectations that you can maintain, you will feel anxious. You will feel stressed and overwhelmed. So it comes back to you. How are you filling up your bucket? So if you're overwhelmed and overburdened and and stressed out all the time, we know the first thing you've got to do is be personally responsible for your own self-care. You need to start asking for the time and space that you need to take care of you and make sure your your bucket is full. And, and don't you think a lot of our clients are expecting someone else to fill their bucket? And that's a huge breakthrough for almost everyone that your self-care is your job, yours alone. And so you've got to work out what that looks like. And I call these the foundations, right? It's it's drinking lots of water. It's getting exercise. It's adequate rest and sleep. It's pursuing something that you love and you're passionate about every single day. Now, I, know, I watch you. You do a lot of reading. And, and I see that that's a really big part of your self-care. I, I would say that you you devour and inhale books, right? And you've got a beautiful yeah, so library. Someone has to keep Amazon in business. Yeah. And, <laughs> but I love how you you actively do that every day. And I do. I watch you. You carry a book with you all the time. You have an audio book and an e-book on your phone at any moment in time. And I do. I see you waiting for meetings, you know, and actually reading a few pages of your book. And that's a really beautiful way that I, I've observed you creating and topping up that balance even throughout the day while we're, we're busy doing other things. Well, I, I want to get in a minute this morning about the shapes and the different ways that boundaries affect the shapes. So you and I are both arrows and I know as an arrow, I can't stand to be bored one thing. So I've had to take personal responsibility for my own impatience, right? And that's part of the reason I always have a book handy so that it, it stops me from being impatient. But I also have have realized, especially over the last few months, that I have to be committed to make sure that I'm filling up my bucket for myself. And those are little ways during the day. I don't have a lot of time to do self-care. But if, if I can fit a few minutes in here and there, that, that counts. That makes a difference for me. Yeah. And so the needs are different according to the, the shape. So if you don't know what shape you are, you need to, um, you're going to want to go down to 12shapes.com and take the relationship survey there, work out what shape you are. So let's talk about specifically circles and hearts 
they fill up by being with others. So these are the social butterflies of us, right? The people around us who don't feel filled up by being alone or going to the gym or going and reading a book, that to them sounds torturous, right? Why would I want to be alone? They fill up by being with people. So they need to be putting play dates, adult play dates in, in place. So who am I catching up for a coffee with? Who, who can I book in to have and catch up and, and have lunch with? So the social activities actually is what makes them fill up that bucket. So it's very different. Now, they're also ex- extreme people pleasers because that belonging, that being accepted by other people is so so important. So that can lead to them not having good boundaries to take care of themselves because they want to please others too, right? Yeah. I have to tell you that of all of the clients that we work with who fit into that 12-shape system, it's the octagons, the circles, the hearts, and the ovals and the stars who struggle the most with saying no and even believing that's an option. So one of the things that we do is we actually get them to write a permission slip for themselves. I, Nicole, give myself permission to have my needs met at the same time as serving others. Who knew? (laughs) Who knew that was even an option? And and isn't it fun? It's fun with our clients. And we would suggest everybody on the call do this. Get out a big piece of paper and write, I give myself permission to dot, dot, dot. And then we want you to fill the page up with things that you need to keep your bucket full, but you have felt too guilty to do. So I had a client recently who has one of those beautiful big garden bathtubs in her master bath. And she admitted they lived in that house seven years and she has never had a bubble bath because she's got this little rule in the back of her head that having a bubble bath is selfish and indulgent and you're not a good wife and mother if that's where you're spending your time. You're, you're too selfish. And, and so that was on the top of her permission slip. But I have permission to take an hour to have a bubble bath without feeling guilty about it at all. I love that. One of the big words that I use with self-care and also with relationships is nourishment. What is it that nourishes you and how is it that you nourish others? And the balance is what we're talking about today in the how-to with with boundaries. So if you are an oval or a star, your nourishment's going to be different. So for ovals, uh, the nourishment is actually through service, through showing up through other people as how not only do they feel more valuable in the world by doing that, but they also feel important. They feel like they matter. So that's going to be a really big top up to their self-esteem, which makes them feel better about themselves as part of their self-care. Okay, so what about stars? What what do stars need to nourish? Mostly sleep. And I have to tell you Ooh, that you, yes. you have a star I do. in your home. That is what she loves more than anything is time to sleep. Naps? The girl could nap. Oh my God. So this is an interesting thing. If you have a star in your home and, you, and, and perhaps you've been saying, goodness me, all they do is sleep, that we've got a sloth living here. Well, what if what if it's not a sloth? It's not indulgent. It's actually about self-care and it's about their balance. And this is why the 12-shape relationship survey, working out what shapes you have in your home is so critical because you'll drop that judgment and you'll realize this is actually how they're wired. Oh, they're just so different. This helped me so much because as an arrow... I do not nap because I've got so many things I need to get done. I'm so task driven that that's insane to spend that much time napping. And I, I would get in judgment of my child that what's wrong with her, that she's not more like me. And this is the beauty of the shapes is that now I can allow her to be who she is. 
And I still encourage her to get more done here and there and help her with that. But the, I've dropped the judgment because I have to allow her to be how she's wired. So this is a big part of, of setting up ourselves with healthy boundaries within our relationships is that when, when we allow other people to be them, to love them, to nourish themselves, to nourish that relationship differently, you will have a completely different outcome. So... Therefore, when they do show up for you and they do pour into you because their self-cup, you know, that self-care cup is full because they've done what it is that they uniquely need to do, you have so much more appreciation. And truly, that's all we want. When I feed my children and, you know, every other day of the month, chicken's been fine, but this particular day, chicken isn't, right? I feel totally taken from because I'm like, girls, what's the deal? Chicken has worked for the whole rest of the month. All I want from them is that appreciation to say, mom, you cooked us dinner, but they don't give me that. They're six and nine. Okay. But this is what we can do is we can set ourselves up for better success in our relationships by having these healthy boundaries. I have to just throw this in. I know we have to go to a break in just a minute, but one of the beautiful things I've watched you do with your kids is when they start to complain about the chicken, I've watched you take the food away completely and say, it sounds like someone's having a gratitude issue. And, you know, if you're not grateful for what you get, then you don't get anything. And all of a sudden they become a little more grateful for chicken because they know that that means no dinner. And it's been such a beautiful way to teach them to be grateful for whatever they get and, and really honor you and your boundary that this is what you made for dinner. That's exactly right. Such a cool way to do it. Yeah. So that's, that's about me expressing that I have a boundary issue that I'm not going to be taken advantage of because I've been in the kitchen for 40 minutes, which by the way, as an arrow is a really big deal. Okay. <laughs> a really big deal. Um, so I, I want that to be shown and, and appreciated. So if you want to be appreciated more, you got to say no more. you got to take care of yourself better so that when you do sacrifice for the people in your life, they get that it's a sacrifice and they appreciate it. Yeah. We've got to take a break. But you're with Kim and Nicole here on Relationship Radio. We're talking boundaries today. Stay with us for the next part after the break. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Why does my marriage have to be so hard? How do I get my teen to communicate without drama? Why is my boss such a jerk? Why is my mother-in-law so controlling? If you want the answers to these questions and many more, you must read the new book, called The People's Guidebook for Great Relationships. It's a small book and a quick read, but packed with the information you've always needed to understand and get along with all the people in your life. Master Life Coaches Nicole and Kim show you how to resolve conflicts and what language to use with each of your children to build more meaningful connections. In this new book, they reveal their life-changing 12 Shapes People Science and teach you about yourself and other people on a level that changes everything. Get your copy of The People Guidebook for Great Relationships at 12shapes.com. Again, the number 12shapes.com. Most companies have an existing accounting and finance department, which are very capable of handling their day-to-day workload. However, all companies have extra or lingering projects from time to time. Now CFO provides extra professionals as an extension of your current team for those times. 
We help push accounting and finance projects across the finish line. We can also backfill full-time finance and accounting positions on an interim basis. Now CFO is a fully scalable outsourced solution. Throttle our hours up or down depending on your needs. Now CFO consultants work under your guidance at your location so you can oversee the hours we put in. We are engaged to deliver a solution. Visit nowcfo.com to learn more or call now CFO at 1-855-669-2361 to schedule a free consultation today. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Relationship Radio. To reach Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles or their guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to info at upskillrelationships.com. Now back to Relationship Radio. Welcome back to Relationship Radio with Nicole and Kim, everybody. We're talking about boundaries today, and we would love to hear from some of our listeners today. If you have a thought that there's a specific issue in your life you're not sure how to handle and you want to reach out to us, send us an email. I think that's the fastest, easiest way at info at 12shapes.com. We would love to get those and and really be able to help you with specific issues today. Before we jump back in, Nicole, really quick, I just want to do a shout out of gratitude to our sponsor, Now CFO. They've been so wonderful to sponsor our show and we love them not only because of that, but also because they do our accounting. We use them to run our businesses. financial side and we're they're amazing a matter of fact they've saved our life on some level I, I think about our tagline for the show for relationship radio was no better do better and I have to tell you they taught us to know better and do better they did, as far as our in terms of you know all those numbers that you and I don't really love so much yes so if you have a business and you could use a little outside help on your accounting you've got to get in touch with now CFO All right, let's jump back in to talk about boundaries. Early in the show, we mentioned we've got a fantastic worksheet everybody needs on our website. If you go to 12shapes.com, go down to the bottom, click on worksheets. We're talking about the boundaries and balance chart that we want everybody to to grab today. And, And honestly, this is one of my favorite charts to use with my coaching clients. And it it's fascinating to me that Every one of us grew up in a home where we were literally taught to either be a doormat or to be a little bit mean and selfish. And and I hear from so many people their childhood stories, and we can just see how they were taught either that being mean and selfish is the greater evil, and you do not ever want to be seen as mean or selfish. So it's better to be a doormat, to be a people pleaser, to be weak to be overly loving and nice, but never take care of yourself. We were literally taught to be too selfless. And I have to tell you that, you know, my children are younger than than yours, Kim, and, and so it's perhaps a little fresher in my mind, that even at the playgroups and the schools and the playground, we taught our children to share the toys, right, and to hug the relatives, right, at Christmas, and to do all of those things. They were the beginnings of us being taught the boundaries to set in the world, Okay, I'm not saying that sharing's bad, okay? But how many times have you experienced in those early childhood as a parent or perhaps watching other parents or remember as a child that you had to give up something that you weren't ready to give up? 
And so one of the conscious things I remember doing when my children were that age is, okay, take a few more minutes to spend with that toy and then we're going to share it with others. It wasn't a share right now. Mm. right and you know what we've got a it's coming into the christmas season you've got people coming over now just before they arrive have a have a think about how you want to greet them do you want to give them a high five or are you ready to give them a cuddle because it's your body it's your space you're allowed to make those decisions so these are kind of the ways that this framework was set up you know i could i could imagine a lot of parents are like this is tricky though because i i want to teach my child to honor their own needs and say no to certain things but I don't want them to become selfish, but I don't want them to become a doormat. And and it is just as tricky as it is for in a balance for us to find in our life. It's going to be tricky to teach our children that right balance. And the only way to come to this is to work out what's right for you. So this is where discussion with yourself, right, thought, a discussion with your spouse, discussing in your home as parents about what it is that you think is accurate and correct, because that's the big key that we want to start with is that the boundaries you have, you get to determine. This is not, there's no rule book. Okay. It's got to be different for everybody. That's right. And it's going to be based on your experience. So we've got to have uh, some freedom for ourselves and we've got to allow some freedom for others to set their own boundaries because none of us are in a position where we can place what's right or wrong for anybody else. Okay. So this could quickly go back to the shapes again. So as an arrow, I have to tell you, I'm not a real huggy, touchy person. And I've got some personal space issues. If people stand too close to okay, me. Okay, why do we have to call it issues? Then that you make it bad. Okay. So okay. I've got I've got I've some got awareness got, around it. Good. Okay. okay. I prefer That's right. good amounts of personal space. I don't She's like just owned too her boundary. Woohoo. <laughs> so but that's a that's been an interesting one for me because I actually did work for a while in an office with someone that made me uncomfortable because they stood too close to me and I recognized that they are probably a circle or a heart, and they like being close to people, and that's their comfort level, and I, I debated and debated and debated for a long time, could I speak my truth about this and ask them to honor my personal boundaries, and this was a big deal for me to get brave enough to ask for that personal space that I needed, and to not feel guilty or bad or selfish or mean for asking them to honor that boundary for me. Now, as an arrow, that's one that would come up for me that wouldn't come up for a lot of the other shapes. Absolutely. So some of the things that we can, you know, just throw out there for you to consider for yourself is people, you're allowed to set boundaries around this, what feels right for you. People may not invade my personal space or they can't force me to do something I'm not comfortable with or they can't tell me what I should believe in or think or feel about certain things. They can't speak to me in a disrespectful way. I have to tell you, this is a massive trigger for me about manners. Right. You've heard me yes, talk about you this. Have, you, you've I, got an awareness around manners. <laughs> I do. And particularly children with manners. And yeah. it's one of the things that I feel is a real compliment when people say, gosh, your children are well-mannered. And they are. My kids are amazingly well-mannered because it's a high value for me. Mm-hmm. Right. So they don't get to speak respect, disrespectfully for me. They can't come back and communicate after the fact with disrespect, right? So another one, uh, as a child, I was very uncomfortable with people holding me down or tickling me. And most people thought that you just have to get used to that. The people will do that to you. You have to roll with it. But as a child, that really upset me. I remember getting like panicked around having anybody hold me down or try to tickle me. I felt like every boundary was being violated. So 
again, maybe what everybody needs to do is to step back and think about what behaviors in the past have you allowed that you were not comfortable with. And that you don't want to continue. And you don't ever want to do again. Yeah. (laughs) And that list would probably be really different for every single shape. And I love this as a discussion point for family dinners to say, hey, guys, I just want to bring something up for some discussion. What what feels right and wrong to you with these kinds of things? I mean, we talk about stranger danger and we tell children about, you know, respecting their own bodies. No one's allowed to touch you and things like that. But what about the way you're spoken to or personal space? This is really good discussion in the home to then create awareness. Are there some shapes that as children, Nicole, they they really value their things and keeping their things the way they like them and that sh- sharing, even though it, it's such a noble thing to teach our children to share, that it should be okay for those children of that shape to be able to have a boundary around their things? Yeah, so all of the shapes that are on the our things line, and if you haven't seen our chart yet, you're going to want to go to 12shapes.com. So the things people are the stars, the rhombuses. Oh, the, the ovals, triangles. the triangles, right? So they're the ones that are, are really attached to things being a certain way and not touched. And of course, any uh, people in your life who are, who may be on the spectrum or children who are on the autistic spectrum, this is a really big deal for them. So you might allow that child to set that boundary for themselves and it'll be a different boundary that they set to the other children you have in your home. Ooh, now yeah. let's get the let's give our listeners some more material for these discussions because we're we're really encouraging that today. Okay, so the first one we want them to do though is to sit down and think about what behaviors they've allowed that they don't want to allow in the future. Um, the next one I think is is back to the permission piece a little bit. Um, I have the right to ask for. Yeah, I, I have the right to ask for my time to do things that I love. Oh, right, as an arrow. That's a big one, right? And and same for probably rectangles and squares. We really need some alone time, our space to process things. And diamonds. I want to say diamonds as well. Uh, Also, I have the right to ask for help when I need it, right? Which means that I can't expect that from other people, that they're going to know that I need help. But I'm allowed to ask for help, right? Yeah, it surprises me how many of our clients have a subconscious belief that it's a sign of weakness to ask for help. And that actually is a huge permission piece for a lot of them to give themselves permission that I can ask for help and it's not a sign of weakness. Yeah. And I shouldn't feel ashamed to want to ask for help. This is one that I've um, really discovered about myself recently is that I have the right to ask for myself to be treated as a lady. So this means that that the, the men that are in my life, I really want them to show me respect by opening doors or paying for dinner, letting me order first. You know, I find myself back in the dating world again, and I don't expect to be treated like a queen or a princess, but I, I think that there's a beautiful courtship about that. And I'm, I'm really honoring that part of myself to say, right, I'm going to spend time with men who treat me like a real lady, a woman, mm, right? Yeah. And respect that. And, and I, I have to go back to the one that I have the right to ask for people to speak to me in a respectful manner. We d- we've talked on one of our previous shows about inappropriate fighting behavior, but this shows up in almost everybody's relationships where things can get heated and it becomes very damaging to have that conversation that way. So all of us have the right to ask 
to be spoken to in a respectful way. And I would be glad to continue to talk to you as long as you can calm down and speak to me that way. And so that's an important one with parenting too. I know I always come back to that because parenting is such an important topic to me, Kim. But, you know, if you've got, you're raising tweens and teenagers, we can come to any kind of mutual resolution or we can, you know, come to what needs to happen, but it needs to be done in a respectful way, right? So we don't need to be raising voices and, and getting harmful. Absolutely. Um, another one, I have the right to ask for time to process something before responding. I'm actually a really slow processor. And someone can say something to me and they expect a reply right away. I have the right to say, I, I need to have a little time and space to process that before I respond. So can I get back to you on that? So that's almost a, a place of self-protection, isn't it, Kim? It is. To say I'm going to give myself per- permission to protect myself by having a policy to say, you know what, I'm going to buy myself some time. I'm going to put pause. And the other thing is that protecting myself with no. So no is not a nasty word. But when you do say no, there is a level of protection in that. So that's a really important word to to teach our children and to have in the workplace. No, that's not going to work for me, but I'll give it to you tomorrow. Yeah, we're, well, I want to get more in our next segment deeper into how to say no. I can't believe how many of our clients really struggle with guilt over saying no. And I know growing up in my uh, at my church where I've attended, we were really taught that you shouldn't ever say no when you're asked to do something. And, and I see a lot of people who are paralyzed with guilt over that I'm a terrible, selfish person if I ever say no. And that is not true. You're an unhealthy person if you never say no. So let's let's get our listeners to think about their most painful relationship for for a moment because we're only ever as happy as our most unhealthy relationship. And every unhealthy relationship has boundary issues. So just sit with that for a minute and, and ask yourself these questions. Is there a place of imbalance around boundaries on one or both parties where we're actually not honoring the needs of each other? Or when in a place where somebody has said no and it's not been respected. Because that's the beginning of discord and we see that so much. And with the amount of marriage work that we do and what we've done, we see constantly that the, the not honoring these boundaries of somebody saying a no and, and looking to try and find a win-win is really the beginning of all of that disconnection. Oh, uh, so powerful. I hope everybody's doing that. We really we really hope to deliver content that's going to be useful in your life. And if you will take the time as you listen to the show to really think about somebody in your life where that relationship isn't healthy, this is going to make a huge difference for you. So if you are not honoring someone else's boundaries or you're not having your boundaries honored, what happens is you experience and start creating bad relationship behavior. Now, that bad relationship behavior is unique for every single one of the 12 shapes, Kim. So this is why knowing your shape and being able to identify your bad relationship behavior will help you be able to then create a resolution to say, right, what boundary is being crossed or which boundary am I not honoring in this relationship that's then creating that unbalanced behavior? Because really, that's the symptoms of boundary issues. Okay, so... 
we not only want you to take the 12 shape survey, but we want you to really go in and read about, watch the video about your shape so that you can really understand how you show up in an unbalanced state. And it's in those unbalanced states that all the conflict and confrontation and relationships happen. But it's also where I can't say no. I'm usually in an unbalanced, fearful state where I need approval from that person. I need them to like me because I'm afraid I'm not good enough. That really puts me in a place where I let myself be taken advantage of. So one of the things that we could offer you this week is to take yourself out for a meal or a coffee or whatever it is that you do. And we've given you some ideas in this segment about the how-tos to set and create boundaries. We've given you lots of ideas to sit with and, and make your own decisions about what feels right for you. So take yourself out with some quiet time and on a piece of paper, say, I'm going to make these boundaries for myself based on the things I've re-listened to this, to this podcast or to the show and really create for yourself what we call policies, Kim, which is this is going to be my rule book with with relationships moving forward about what I allow because what I allow will continue and the things that I'm going to lovingly set up for myself to change in the future. Okay, and, and Nicole, in our last segment today, I really want to get into some real specifics about how to say no and how to have conversations with someone to actually enforce that boundary because it, I can make the list. I can know what those boundaries are. But in the moment, especially if I'm dealing with someone who is very confrontational or in a very unbalanced state, they're showing up with some really bad behavior. It is really difficult for a a doormat programmed person like me to speak my truth and ask for what I need when I'm going to be punished for it or it's going to make the conflict even bigger. So we want to be able to give the listeners some really specific things they can do in that moment. And those those are rough. They're scary for those of us who've been on the doormat side. Because we as And that's why we haven't had boundaries. Yeah, because we don't know how to do the conflict and the confrontation. So we're going to need to give the how-to with that in order to resolve all of these boundary issues. Yeah, that's going to be where the rubber hits the road. I, I know I get nervous. I mean, when I tell you about the conversation with the, the man that invaded my personal space, this was a huge thing in my life, getting brave enough to actually have that conversation and learn how to do it in a loving enough way that it wouldn't turn ugly and he wouldn't hate me or think I'm a bad, mean person. But to ask for what I need the right way, it's everything. If you know how to do that, you can handle your life. And I actually think I don't, can't think of a single client over the last 15 years that hasn't come in complaining about something in their life that was not linked to a boundary issue. And I, and I think that's why I'm so passionate, get so animated about it. So you're going to want to have this and, and practice this and have it in your new adult toolkit, because once you know better, you can do better. And I want to change this for everybody today, Kim, so that they can actually re- enforce these in a healthy way and have equal, healthy, balanced relationships. That's what we all want. It is. It's, I mean, life is good when our relationships are healthy, right? It, it literally determines our happiness at home and work, how well we can do these relationships. So we got to go for a break. When we get back, we are going to give you those specifics on how to enforce those boundaries. So don't go away. We'll be right back. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com 
Why'd you have to be so hard? How do I get my team to communicate without drama? Why is my boss such a jerk? Why is my mother-in-law so controlling? If you want the answers to these questions and many more, you must read the new book called The People's Guidebook for Great Relationships. It's a small book and a quick read, but packed with the information you've always needed to understand and get along with all the people in your life. Master Life Coaches Nicole and Kim show you how to resolve conflicts and what language to use with each of your children to build more meaningful connections. In this new book, they reveal their life-changing 12 Shapes People Science and teach you about yourself and other people on a level that changes everything. Get your copy of the People Guidebook for Great Relationships at 12shapes.com. Again, the number 12shapes.com. Most companies have an existing accounting and finance department, which are very capable of handling their day-to-day workload. However, all companies have extra or lingering projects from time to time. Now CFO provides extra professionals as an extension of your current team for those times. We help push accounting and finance projects across the finish line. We can also backfill full-time finance and accounting positions on an interim basis. Now CFO is a fully scalable outsourced solution. Throttle our hours up or down depending on your needs. Now CFO consultants work under your guidance at your location so you can oversee the hours we put in. We are engaged to deliver a solution. Visit nowcfo.com to learn more or call now CFO at 1-855-669-2361 to schedule a free consultation today. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Relationship Radio. To reach Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles or their guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to info at upskillrelationships.com. Now back to Relationship Radio. Welcome back to Relationship Radio. So today we're giving you the how-to on boundaries because the health of our relationships is directly linked to the way that we build and implement healthy boundaries for ourselves and others. So in this last part of the show, Kim, we're going to give the how-to to to work with confrontation and conflict, which is what most of us are so afraid of, which is why we don't implement healthy boundaries. Okay, so uh, I want to use as an example the situation that I had with this person that kept invading my personal space and making me feel really uncomfortable at work. At the time, I'm a married woman, and it just really was not comfortable to have this man stand that close to me. Um, But I I, I want to throw in two more words that we haven't used. I've always thought of myself not as a doormat, but as really loving Like, I'm so nice. I'm just so nice that I let people walk on me. So I I saw it as loving. And then I want to use the different word for the mean and selfish, that there's a lot of strength in that. They're not walked on because they show up really strong. And what I suddenly realized about eight years ago is that if I could learn to be both loving and strong at the same time, so it wasn't mean, but it was having the strength and confidence to stand up for myself and speak my truth, but do it in a loving way. If I could learn how to be strong and loving at the same time, especially as a woman, I think that's where our power lies. That's our power place. I just... 
Absolutely love that. I love that. That's the balanced place we're all aspiring to live in. Okay, so in that place, I'm going to have this equal balance. I'm going to see my value and the other person's value as the same. And I'm going to show up and handle this conversation in a way that honors both of us. So if you kind of want to follow along today on our balance and boundaries worksheet on our website, uh, the first thing we want to do is learn how to get in a place that's strong enough that I can speak my truth because I'm afraid to do it. The bottom line is I'm afraid and I've got to get out of that fear because if I approach someone and they can sense that I'm doing this, but I'm scared to death, they don't have respect for me. It won't go over well. I will still be seen as weak and they'll either take advantage of that and they'll walk all over me anyway, or they'll get confrontational because the fear makes them literally feel unsafe in the conversation. So we have to get the fear out. Now, we have taught you how to get out of the fear of failure and loss in our previous shows. Human Behavior 101 and 102 shows, we taught you how to get out of fear. But I'm just going to mention it quick. It comes down to trusting two specific things. Now, that is that your value is absolute and infinite. You can't lose your value in any of the mistakes you make and that every single person on the human, on the planet, every human person has the same intrinsic value. So that is huge to take the fear of failure off the table. As soon as I honestly trust that nothing this person can say or do, nothing can happen in this conversation that makes me not good enough. My value is the same no matter how it goes. And the second one is that I've got to trust the journey of life. I've got to trust the universe that me and this other person have been set up here for a learning opportunity. And no matter how this goes, we're both going to learn and grow from it at some level. And, and literally, if I'm in trust about my value and my journey, there's nothing to fear here. So, which means that when we think about those words, conflict and confrontation, because they're such trigger words for mostly women, I have to tell you, you know, they're really big for women. We've got to say, I'm going to consciously dilute the drama with this because I know that both of us, this is our perfect journey. We're exactly where we're meant to be. We're meant to be having this conversation. So this is what I did right before I had the conversation with this space invader person is I I really got into trust that I had nothing to fear about having the conversation. Okay. I also checked myself to make sure that I'm seeing his value as the same as mine. And I have to be totally honest, Nicole, I've been seeing him as a weirdo. I would go home every night and make jokes about him to my husband, the space invader guy. This is what he did today. And, And that was setting me up to not have a good conversation with him. Because if you see somebody as less than you, they feel it. They know when you see them as less than you. And they also know if you see them as better than you. They will feel your intimidation. So you have to pause before you go into the conversation and make sure you are seeing them as the same. Okay, then I want to make sure I handle the situation with love. And the best way to do that is to go into the conversation focused up front on listening and and caring about validating the other person. So the way I did it, when he came in my office next, I asked him if we could talk for a minute. And I said, listen, I just like to check in with everybody I, I work with and find out how you, how you feel about the work we're doing together. Is there anything I could do better? Now, this gave him an opportunity to have the first say. And it also meant that he didn't feel like you had an agenda because you dropped that agenda. 
So that's a really critical part of setting this conversation up, which is, you know, sometimes a really awkward conversation, let's be honest, to say, you know what, I want to hear from you. And at that point, my agenda is out of the room, it's out of my mind, and I'm truly showing up to listen to that person. And you can do that anytime someone is starting to get confrontational. Set your agenda aside and say, tell me more. I really want to understand how you feel. Get it out. Share with me. Give them space to have their thoughts and feelings honored and respected. Even if you don't agree with a word of it, that's okay. You don't have to agree, but you do have to honor and respect their right to be where they are and see the world the way they're seeing it. They do have that right. So that's a great relationship tip right there. To de-escalate conflict, validate others. So this is at work, this is at home. I'm thinking about teenagers in this oh, moment. Yeah. Tantrums with toddlers. Validate. I I tell me more. I can see how you would feel like that. Now that that language there, I could see how you feel like that or that that's the way you see it. That's not agreeing, but it's validating their right to see and feel that in that moment. We just we just have to understand how they might think or feel that way. And that's that's honoring them. So I actually spent quite a bit of time in this conversation here. And I believe the more time you spend listening, the safer the person feels with you. The more respected, honored, validated, right? Their fear goes down. And in that state, you're going to get better behavior out of them than you would if you just are confrontational back. So we spent a lot of time there. And then after I had listened to him for quite a while, I said, listen, would it be all right if I asked you a favor. Now, the reason I could ask that at that point is I'd earned it, right? Because I'd given to him at that level, I'd really earned it. And he said, of course, absolutely. So we call that a permission question. And it's another huge relationship tip, isn't it? Yeah. So you're going to ask permission. Would you be okay to hear my opinion? Or would you be open to some feedback? Or, hey, could I share my feelings on that? And, may, and I usually have to get real specific. Would you give me five minutes and not interrupt me and really let me share how I'm feeling without responding? Could you give me that? Often in a confrontation, I have to get that specific in the permission question. Um, and then when they finally let you speak your truth, we're going to give you a couple hints. One, use I statements, not you statements. If I started this off and said, listen, you stand too close to people and you make them really uncomfortable and you do this and you do that. It's an attack. And it's blame and shame, which makes people defensive. Absolutely. So instead, speak only about yourself. So the way I handled it is I said, listen, I have some personal space issues. I need a lot of personal space to feel comfortable. I think a lot of women in the workplace feel this way. And I just wondered if you would be willing to be really mindful of that for me from this point forward and and just you know, give me about an arm's length of personal space. And maybe for all the women at work, that would be a good idea. Would you be willing to do that for me moving forward? And he absolutely was. Now, he did ask me, do I do I sometimes stand too close? <laughs> and I said, yeah. But, you know, if you'd just be willing to change that moving forward, that would be great. Now, 
focusing on the I and also focusing on the future is two critical pieces with this conversation because I can't change my past. There's nothing worse when you're trying to have a conversation with somebody and they bring up the past. I mean, let's be honest. Well, Nicole, you did that last week. Yeah, or the 4th of July. You didn't bring in the garbage. Okay, I'm sorry. What do you want from me? I can't change it, right? You can't change the past? I can't. And so this is why it's so critical because the way that you ask that, the language Language is key here is that in the future, moving forward, would you please? Now, those can be used with teenagers and chores. They can be used with toddlers and bedtime. They can be used in, in your workplace. That that language is so critical. So I actually used this the other day with my teenager because what I wanted to say is you keep spending your money and you don't have money for your bills and you're not handling your money well. But that's all in the past. And I realized the right thing to say is, hey, would you be interested in letting me sit down with you and help you with this budgeting? Would you be willing to let me help you figure out a better plan moving forward to manage your money? A huge difference between those two approaches as a parent, isn't there? Absolutely. And so these conversations, sometimes with with setting boundaries and, and healthy boundaries, it's going to take a few conversations. Okay, it's going to take a few ways of, of trying to approach this and you, you won't get it right the first time. Right. Having these conversations, we we talk about it now. We do a pretty good job in our life because we've been doing it for 15 years. Okay, so allow yourself that slack to say, I'm going to try. You might need to go and revisit this in your life. But the awareness and this is really what we've tried to achieve in today's show is the awareness around those boundaries and the importance of them to make things healthy moving forward. So, Nicole, on the break, I was talking about occasionally I've had someone in my life who is so unbalanced and so confrontational that no matter how loving I show up, no matter how much I validate them, they are still disrespectful and angry and treating me in a way that I'm not okay with. And so if you try all these things and they still don't work and this person is still being disrespectful, another permission Uh, that I've given myself is I give myself permission to remove myself from a situation or a relationship where someone will not honor my boundaries. And I've had that where I have said, I'm not okay with the way you're speaking to me and they don't care. Right. And if they don't care, then I I'm going to have the right to get in the car and leave and go somewhere else. and, And I'm willing to speak to you if you can calm down and do it nicely, but I will not stay and let, conflict like that happen. So that's that's also a really appropriate boundary to set for yourself. And sometimes we do need to change and alter the time that we spend or the investment that we put into other people because boundaries are not honored. They're constantly taken advantage of or they're being violated in some way. So if that is you listening today going, yeah, you know what, I've tried these things and I'm just not getting anywhere with it. Well, we challenge you to sit with it and go, well, what will you allow to continue? And do you need to make a different decision in this moment? So my favorite thing in a coaching session to watch you do is when you start wailing on somebody with the pen. Do you want to end with that really quick? Yeah. So I, I hit my clients with pens just on the wrist and I say, am I hitting you? Pretty hard. Oh, I do. I do. I'm, I'm hitting, am I hitting you or are you allowing me to hit you? And they, they often don't move until I say, you're actually allowing this to happen, right? So you get to decide in every single moment what you allow because what you allow will continue. And that simple boundary of allowing yourself to be hit with a pen or not, is often indicative of the other things that you're you're experiencing that pain and emotional suffering around in your relationships, but you're not setting a healthy boundary. So we treat we teach people how to treat us 
by what we allow. Absolutely. And that's why these boundaries are so important. Boy, Nicole, I think we've delivered some huge value. I hope our listeners have gotten some really usable tips today. I think they have. I hope that this is going to be something that you continue to work on because in our experience, this is not something you you fix one time. So you're going to want to listen to this. Uh, these All of these shows are actually available on our podcast on iTunes. You can actually re-listen to it there and also on Voice America, of course, on our web on our webpage there. So this has been fun. I hope it's been really powerful for you that you implement these tools and all these relationship tips in your life this week. And next week, our show is all about Parenting 101. So you're going to want to join us next week. Thanks so much for joining us here on Relationship Radio. Have a great week. Thank you for being a part of Relationship Radio. We hope you've not only received some great ideas to improve the relationships in your life, but we'll join Master Coaches Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles again next Thursday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we meet again, have a wonderful week.